The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back. You are listening to Your Safe Space, hosted by me, Adele Marie. This podcast is made just for you, where you can spill the tea, confess your secrets, or get some big sister advice. Now, today on the show, we have an unexpected ingestion and what to do when your boyfriend disregards your boundaries. Let's get into the show. Hello, happy Thursday. Happy weekend, you guys. Well, happy almost weekend. I feel like Thursday is, well, Friday is basically like pre-weekend. So Thursday is like pre-pre-weekend, kind of getting into the swing of things. Fridays are usually a little bit more chill kind of at work, depending on what you do. And I am definitely getting ready for the weekend. It is a very busy week this week for me. I am heading up to the Gold Coast. I've got a photo shoot. You guys might be seeing some stuff on my stories. At the time of this episode dropping, I will be, yeah, in the Gold Coast having the shoot. I don't know if I can tell you what it's about yet because it is launching very soon and I don't want to be like a clickbaity person and be like, oh, just wait, I'm working on a secret project because I know that's what it's giving and I will give you more information as the time arrives. I might even have announced it already on my Instagram. So go and check it out. But yeah, it's been a whirlwind. It's been quite busy the first week of Feb or the first couple of weeks of Feb. Hard to believe that the time is flying like this and hard to believe that it's so chaotic, but it is. And I'm okay. I'm rolling with it. I love traveling. I feel blessed and grateful. And as always, whenever I get to do some exciting things like this, amazing things like this, it's just always so like such a reminder. And I'm grateful every single day for my job, but it really does show me just how much magic has happened because of you guys. And yeah, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And I can't wait to share the news. All right, guys, we are going to get into today's show. To start though, we have a follow-up. Now, I personally love a follow-up. You guys would have heard maybe about two weeks ago now or even three weeks ago now, we had a confessions and questions show. It was where the friend had a friend who had cheated on her partner and the friend wanted to go FBI. The title of the podcast episode is what he didn't tell me about the boys trip. The title was in relation to the question, which was about boys and strippers and things like that. But the question or the confession, sorry, followed up. So she sent through a follow-up saying, hi Adele, it was so cool hearing my confession come up on the pod about my bestie cheating. I'm here to follow up. Can I just say thank you so much for following up. You are a real one and I love when people follow up. It makes me so happy because I obviously don't know who submits what and I only get one submission in. It's not like I can reply to the person and be like, hey babe, what happened? So thank you for following up. But she writes, My bestie and I have known each other since we were babies and we are super honest with each other. Other things happened after New Year's where he was being an asshole to her and she told him what had actually happened and of course it kicked things off. A bit rich coming from him. Anyway, my bestie then said she wants to find out what he's up to as there were a few red sirens, much louder than a red flag. And you know what? If you guys wanted to do that, I back you. I know I said stay the fuck out of it, but I back you. I'm glad you did. 
So she writes, her and I went FBI on his ass and found out that he was never divorced and that he was separated and then they got back together. So that explained his shady behavior, including New Year's Eve. My intuition was right all along. Trusting our intuition is in for 2024. Fuck yes. And she writes, how did we do it? Well, we drove to his house to actually collect her things and he never returned home. She took a gamble and messaged the ex-wife and said who she was and the wife was shocked and explained the whole story. The truth came out. The sad thing is the wife is still with him, but who knows if she will leave him in the future. That man is for the bin. What the hell? You were right. And I'm so sorry. Like I I never doubted you. I just want to say that. Like I never actually doubted you. I was just wanting you to tread carefully with your friend and also wanting you to like protect your peace and mind your own business. But holy shit. I, I, I'm like speechless. That is so messed up. And I hope your friend is okay. Please give her a hug from me and just make sure you rally around her. I'm sure you are. You've said that you're very close. You've been besties for a long time and that you guys look after each other. So I'm glad that she has you. It's a very difficult thing to go through. I think when people are dishonest about their relationship status, it makes me so unhappy because I, yeah, really don't condone cheating. And I think it really hurts when you are caught in the crossfire and when you are, yeah, hurt as part of someone being so dishonest and not telling the truth and not having your best interests at heart. So thank you for giving us that update. I hope that your friend is all right and yeah, far out. Hopefully you guys can find some peace and hopefully your friend can find a better nice guy to date because nice guys are in for 2024. All right. Are you guys ready to get into today's confession? Because it's a funny one and I can't wait to read it out. So me and my partner were doing the deed and backstory is that my beautiful dog sleeps with us every night. We had just finished up and we were using protection and my partner reached over and put the condom on my bedside table. Anyway, we fall asleep and in the middle of the night, I wake up and I'm like to my partner, hey, where did you put the condom? And he's like, I left it on the bedside table. And I said, well, no, it's not there. Anyway, this turned into a 2 a.m. emergency vet room visit, and when we went into the consult room, I insisted my partner tell the vet the reason for us being there because it was his mistake and I was a bit sour. As it turns out, I was right. Our dog had swallowed the condom. They induced vomiting. Our poor pup had no idea what had happened, and to top it off, we could hear all of the nurses laughing in the back, which, to be honest, was pretty funny. And then we heard them all pause for a moment because they were taking a selfie with the condom and with the dog. I don't know if this is ethical, but lol. I don't know if that's ethical either. Um, if there are any vets that are listening to this, can you submit and let us know if that's ethical? I'm sorry to be laughing. This is so fucked and I'm glad your dog is okay, but I'll keep reading. Looking back, it is funny, but getting home at 4am and then having to get up at work at 7am wasn't fun. And boy, did I let my partner have it that night. I can confirm the condom now goes straight into the bin and out of reach and we are still a happy family. <laughs> and as I said, thank God your dog is okay. I'm glad you went straight to the emergency vet because dogs ingesting things is can kill them. Like it can cause severe issues in their gut. And obviously it's unfortunate that it was a condom, but I've seen, I'm in a lot of dog page groups and I've seen dogs swallow like G-strings and swallow 
socks and things like that. And I'm just glad that you were good owners and you took the dog straight to the vet. So pats on the back to you. I'm glad you gave it to your partner because he should know better. He should have put it straight in the bin. I'm also glad you can laugh about it and I'm glad that we can laugh about it. I want you to know that you are not alone. I feel like there are probably a heap of people who I've just triggered a memory that they've tried to suppress and have either had some other like condom funny story or their dog eating something that they shouldn't because I, well, I haven't had this exact example. I have a story about Franklin eating something that he shouldn't and it's not even related to sex. I'll share it in a second, but you're not alone. (laughs) It's okay. I'm glad it's sorted and I'm glad you guys learned the lesson and I'm glad that it won't happen again. Now, I'll quickly tell you this little backstory. And again, this was when I was living in Sydney and I was watching a movie with Franklin. We were on the couch. It was a Saturday night. We were home by ourselves. At that time, I was living with my ex in Sydney and I was eating a bowl of cherries. And in case you guys don't know, cherries are actually toxic to dogs. So I'm sitting there on the couch. I had a bowl of maybe like 20 cherries and we're watching a movie. I eat the cherries and I put the pips and the stems into the bowl. Anyway, the movie finishes and I put on another movie and then I need to get up and go to the toilet. At the same time, I have little Franklin wrapped in a big black blanket on top of my lap or kind of beside me. So I couldn't even see him in the blanket. And I, not that I forgot that he was there, but it was late. I was tired. And I got up, I put the bowl of cherries onto the coffee table. I went into the bathroom downstairs, mind you. So I literally just walked around the couch into the bathroom that we had downstairs in the townhouse. And I finish up, wash my hands, go back out. What do I see? Franklin paws on the coffee table, front paws. He could reach it from the couch. He had eaten the entire bowl of cherry seeds, cherry pips and stems. He fucking ate everything. I immediately go into panic. I was like, oh my God, he's going to die. Cherries are so toxic to dogs. So I call the emergency 24 hour nurse and I was like, oh my God, my dog just ate 20 cherries. And she's like, did he eat the seeds or did he eat the actual flesh? And I said, he just ate the seeds. Like I didn't, I ate the flesh and I had the seeds in the bowl. And she goes, look, she's like, he's actually going to be all right. She's like, keep an eye on him tonight. She goes, you need to just monitor and see if he doesn't pass his number two business in the morning. She goes, because the problem with the cherries is actually the seeds causing a blockage in the intestine. I was like, fucking hell. Of course, this is the issue. I said, can I just come and can you just induce the vomiting? And she goes, look, if he's not acting weird or his behavior hasn't changed and he's not distressed, she's like, I don't actually want to distress him by doing that. She's like, just monitor him. If he gets out of control, bring him in. Anyway, I did not sleep all night, mind you, because I was terrified and I felt like such a bad owner. And thankfully he was fine. He went to bed as normal. The next morning, pooed out all the seeds. Like, I mean, it's not funny. And it was a very harsh lesson to me not to leave anything lying around because he is a very food driven dog. I've never had him eat a condom though. So I'm very grateful for that. And I would love to know you guys, if you have any funny sex stories like that, where your pet has somehow intervened or you have a funny condom story, let us know. And yeah, can't wait to read the rest of your confessions. The link for the confession form is in the show notes too. Now, before we get into our question of the week, I just want to let you guys know I'm not a qualified professional. Okay. I think we know that by now. Of course, we do love to get deep, give advice, but at the end of the day, if you do need professional support and professional mental health help, please check the show notes. There's lots of resources for you in there. I'm the biggest advocate for that. And I hope that you get that help if that is what you need. All right. Our question of the week is titled boundaries with social media. Hi, Adele. How do you manage boundaries in a relationship in regards to social media? 
My relationship recently ended because I had boundaries around my ex following random women and liking half naked photos. I had communicated that it made me uncomfortable, but he continued to do it. I guess I have a lot of trust issues, and now I'm second guessing if I was asking for too much. And the first thing I want to say to this listener is good work. I'm proud of you for asserting your boundaries. I'm proud of you for honoring your boundaries and I'm proud of you for speaking up because people usually might not speak up in these circumstances. And I think I definitely can identify someone who in the past, before I started going to therapy, would sacrifice like my own boundaries and sacrifice my own needs just to keep the status quo. So I am so, so incredibly proud of you and I hope you're proud of yourself for doing that. The second thing I'm going to say is I am not going to say that you were asking too much. I am never going to get on here and tell you that you're asking too much. I'm going to always validate you. I might try and get you to see it from a different angle, but I'm not going to sit here and say that your boundaries are too much. I always would rather advocate for someone to know their boundaries and to assert their boundaries. And I think I'll give you some advice on how you can reflect on this towards the end of this, but I'm not going to tell you that you're asking for too much. I also feel like I am a biased person to give advice on this. And I feel like I have a very skewed view of this because of my job. And I'm going to unpack this with you anyway, because I saw the question. I was like, Hey, this is a really good one to put in. I haven't really been asked something like this yet. And I want to obviously change up the topics every week. But the reason why I think my view is skewed is because obviously I'm a content creator. Okay. I have this very podcast. I've got a YouTube channel. I've got a TikTok. I've got an Instagram. Across all of my platforms, I am predominantly, I'm going to say like 85% women following. So on some platforms, I might have like 2% male following. On others, I might have 10% male following. I think I'm more like 86% women to 14% men. I also obviously post very different content. I think unless I'm in a bikini or activewear, I'm not usually half naked. And even if I did post half naked pictures, I think that would be fine as well. I'm not sitting here saying there's anything wrong with people posting that. I think that's fine. I think it's definitely okay to create whatever content you feel comfortable creating. But the reason I feel like my view is skewed is because to me, I have this understanding that yes, social media is real. Like I know it's real, but I also know that it's not. And I know some of you listening are going to be like, what the hell does that even mean? And what I mean by that is, is that yes, there are people that are going to be liking your photos, but I'm not sitting there checking if this random guy who maybe has a girlfriend has liked my photo. I don't check for who has liked my photos. I don't even usually reply to DMs from from men. I reply to people if they're like, where'd you get this outfit from? Or, hey, Adele, what nails do you have? Are they acrylics or gel? And someone will be like, hey, can you send me the recipe for this? I can't find it on your TikTok. Like they're the DMs I try to reply to. I get hundreds of DMs a day and I try to reply to as many as I can. I'm there for the girls, okay? But I don't believe that I would be too phased with a partner following other women on social media because I'm like, she's not going to be replying to him because I think I'm not replying to them. And then I also think, oh, well, is that accurate? Because just because you don't doesn't mean other people don't. And then I think to myself, am I just so unbothered by it because I'm desensitized to it? And I think that's what it is. So I think I am definitely biased in my opinion. I would also say though, when I was freshly single and dating, I definitely would check a man's following list. If he had social media, I would check his following list. And if he had a following list that was just of the following list you explained, that would kind of 
be an orangish flag for me and maybe put me off a little bit. I don't think I would take it too heavily, maybe with a grain of salt, but it would maybe make me think, oh, like, is this the kind of guy he is? Like, you know, and then I'm like, well, he's just looking like what's like, is it that deep? And again, I think it's just because I'm desensitized to it. I'm also, I'm going to say lucky because the person I'm with right now, he has no social media at all. He doesn't follow anybody on social media. He doesn't follow me. He doesn't see my content. He doesn't see anything that anyone posts. And so when I first met him, and even when I first started dating and when I went back on Hinge when I met him, I had matched with a couple of guys that didn't have social media. And I thought that was a really good thing because I was like, oh, they can't judge me based on my content. They can't make assumptions about me based on my content or they can't get to know me quicker than I can get to know them because of content. It wasn't necessarily about who they were following. So again, my opinion is very skewed and very biased. So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt as well. I do want to explain to you the conversation that we had a boundary conversation in a very different way, but I think it's a good example because he, as I said, doesn't have any social media at all. He's on like one end of the spectrum, very private man, no social media. I'm on the other end of the spectrum platforms coming out of my ass over sharer of the internet, you know? So we've had to meet in the middle and we've had to meet halfway. And it's been a really beautiful process of like learning his boundaries, also learning mine. I feel like I have a duty of care to protect him. And I've said this in the past on other podcasts. I think I have a duty of care to protect whoever it is that I date. But yeah, we had a really nice conversation around what he's comfortable with, what he might be comfortable with, what I'm comfortable with, what we're both comfortable with. And relationships are about boundary setting over and over and over again. And while my boundaries in my relationships are going to be very different to most of yours, I think it is still important. Boundaries are important. That's how you protect how you want to be treated. That's how you protect your partner. That's how your partner protects you. That's how you make sure you can look after each other. It's so important because that's how you feel seen. That's how you feel heard. And relationships are about compromise. Relationships are about choice. Relationships are hopefully about you both having your needs met. And so I think relationships are going to be so personal to each and every one of us. We're all going to have very different relationships with social media as well. Some people listening might even think, oh, this is not even an issue for me. We've never had to consider social media in relationships because we both have private accounts. We only follow our friends and it's not a big deal amazing for you. Some of you might really dislike who your partner follows or dislikes that they like photos or dislike that they're following X, Y, Z. That is okay as well. So I'm really proud to this listener for communicating and being open with her partner. If it is a big deal for you, it's a big deal for you. As I said, I'm not going to be the person to tell you that it's not. And I'm sad that you weren't able to feel seen and feel heard in your relationship. And I'm glad that you then were actually able to walk away because he was not willing to respect your boundaries or willing to change his behavior. And the fact that your ex continued to engage in that and continued to like choose to make you feel uncomfortable despite you asking. And now don't get me wrong. I also don't know how the conversation was had or how it was asked. Yes, that is a small part of it. But if you weren't able to have a conversation with your partner and them not be able to come to the party. To me, that just indicates like a bit of a lack of respect and a bit of a disregard for your feelings and a bit of a disregard for your boundaries. And I think to myself, is that the relationship you want to be in? Probably not. In a healthy relationship, and this is what I'm trying to aim for and what I hope that we can all have and enjoy, but 
It's where you are both willing to compromise. It's where you are both willing to meet in the middle. That middle ground that respects both of you and looks after both of you, that is like the safe space essentially for your comfort levels. And I will never, ever, ever, ever tell you that your boundaries are too much. In fact, I would rather you try and practice boundaries and then maybe realize, oh, maybe I did swing a little bit too far one way, or maybe that was a bit of a knee-jerk reaction, or maybe next time I could ask in a different way. I'd rather you do that than say nothing at all. And I do think it's great if you want to reflect on it. I would actually suggest you reflecting on that, whether that might be journaling, talking to a friend or talking to even like a therapist, because I tell you, my therapist helps me unpack my thoughts and emotions and feelings. And she helps me really get to the bottom of things sometimes. And it's okay to reflect and to give it some space. I think the other element that you need to be mindful of is that you guys have broken up, right? So your brain, unfortunately, when you go through a breakup has this really funny thing where it will remind you of all the good things And it will replay things over in your head and it will make you think, oh, I should have done this differently. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have asked for this. I was too much. I wasn't enough. Like it really makes you play the blame game and it really makes you look back on things through rose-colored glasses when that really wasn't the case. So the reflection is good if you want to get some clarity. It's also going to be good for you because I want you to focus on how he disregarded your boundaries. Write that down in your reflection. Discuss that with somebody as well. And don't forget that you are allowed to be upset. You're allowed to grieve this relationship. And at least this way, maybe when you go into your next one, you can take a lesson from it and think, okay, am I going to date somebody who I can already see has a following list with 50 women that he doesn't know and that, you know, post suggestive photos that I'm not comfortable with? Is that going to be a relationship that you get into? Maybe not. Okay. So maybe there are lessons you can take from this relationship moving forward into the next one. And then the other thing I want to remind you is that there are going to be people out there who are not going to be scared of your boundaries. There are going to be people who see your boundaries, hear your boundaries and think I'm going to honor them because I want to protect her and I want to look after her and I want to keep her safe. And I want my partner to feel loved and respected and knowing that she's safe to express those boundaries with me. And I just don't want you to think that you were asking too much. So next time you have to settle and ask for less, fuck that energy. We're not doing that in 2024. If your boundaries were communicated clearly and someone can't meet them, that to me is just an indication that maybe you're incompatible for whatever reason, your values are not lining up, or maybe the person just has a straight up in consideration for your needs or what you are after from this relationship. And I think it's really hard because sometimes you can be compatible with somebody, but then sometimes they cannot do the job for you in other ways. And when I mean like cannot do the job, like that means showing up, that means accepting your boundaries, that means working with your boundaries, that means trying to find a way to make it through together instead of being like it's us versus each other instead of us versing like the problem. And so I think it's really important that you try and hold space for all of that and try to focus on the fact that like you had your own back And you should be really proud of that. The other side note I wanted to make is you did leave a comment about saying here that you had a lot of trust issues and now you're second guessing if it was asking for too much. I'm not sure without any further context what trust issues they are or where those trust issues come from. If they have come from another relationship or past relationships, I really actually would highly recommend talking to a professional, whether it be a counselor or a therapist. And I know it might sound silly and it might you might think, oh, Adele, that's too much. Like, I don't need that. No. When I started going to therapy, I was going for anxiety, 
that's what I was diagnosed with at the time. But through therapy, I was then able to unpack my own relationship patterns and I was able to unpack my own trust issues that I could see coming up in each relationship, whether that was trust issues with myself or trust issues with potential partners. And I found that with going to therapy, my therapist, shout out to her, we love her so much. I can't wait to see her in my next appointment, but she gave me guidance. She gave me support. She validated me. She showed me how to work through what I was feeling and then how to actually decide what boundaries are boundaries that I really want to die on that hill for or what boundaries are almost like protection methods that might be a little bit unreasonable. And I'm not saying your boundary is unreasonable. Please don't think that. I'm just talking about my experience and how I work through my own shit so that I can try and show up better in relationships moving forward. But I really just wanted to add that in there because that might help you kind of make peace with it too and in a way help you reflect with the help of somebody, a trained professional who can guide you and hold the space for you. But yeah, it's okay to prioritize your needs. Whoever is listening to this, it's okay to prioritize your needs. You're allowed to have needs. You're allowed to have boundaries. That is teaching people how to treat you, especially in your relationship. That is a good thing. It is much better to assert a boundary than to say nothing and then end up in relationships that are not serving you or with somebody who is not treating you right. So please don't feel that you are asking too much. It is bare minimum to want to be secure and respected in your relationship. So don't forget that. All right, you guys, I would love to know what you think. I know this topic is very niche and I know my personal experience with relationships and social media is so niche. And so I want to know, what do you guys think? Do you have social media boundaries in your relationship? How have you had this conversation with your partner? Do you have any advice to this listener? Please come into the Facebook group and let us know because I would love if we can give this listener some advice. I think she would appreciate it too. And I would love to hear some other differing opinions. As I said, my advice is quite biased, but at the same time, I feel like boundaries and communication and respect and values that's right up my alley. So I've hopefully covered it as best as I could. All right. I think that does bring us to the end of the show. I hope you guys have a great weekend coming up. Be safe. I will see you on Sunday for our next episode. And as always, come and give us some love. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify. Give us a rating on Apple. Please also follow us on TikTok, on Instagram, and join our Facebook community. And please, while you're listening, tag us on your story, take a screenshot, show me your view. Are you out on a walk or take a selfie, show me your active wear or show me your pets. I don't care. Whatever it is you're doing, you're cleaning the house, show me, show me what you're doing while you're listening. Tag me, tag your safe space pod. I'm at Adele Marie and I will love you guys forever. (laughs) All right. No, that really helps more than you know. Okay. We are a growing podcast and word of mouth spreads the news like nothing else. So please do that for us if you haven't already. All right, you guys, I will see you next time. Thank you for listening and and look after yourselves. Bye. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land, hosted by me, Adele Marie. Your Safe Space is a part of the Amplify Podcast Network.